When I stepped into law enforcement, I stepped into a world of evil that I did not know existed. I stepped into a world of evil on my own without God. We have all seen and been angry, but until you have experienced evil firsthand, you will never know how evil evil can really get. I thought I could handle it on my own, but I was wrong. And I almost lost everything. I had been saved for about 10 years, but got so disconnected from God that I stopped going to church and was living a worldly life. If I went to church, it was, was because the Eloise or the girls had asked me to go. I was the perfect weekend warrior Christian that I call them. Someone who only goes to church to be seen by the right people. Or the dad who only goes on Wednesday nights to flip hamburgers because his girls ask him to. He is a Christian who never prays, who doesn't read his Bible, or has never tithed once in his life. When thoughts rushed through my head during those times, I didn't know if I was speaking to myself, if God was speaking to me, or if it was the devil speaking to me. All I could hear was mutter and confusion. But thank God for His mercy and grace. God knew what I, what I needed and allowed my shoulder to blow at work. After surgery, I was out for four months straight. From work, from the leather shop, from even laying on my back in my own bed, I just sat in a chair for four months. Eloise and I had just got um, done with marriage counseling that Jerry and Connie had sent us to. Once we finished, I knew things needed to change within me, but I didn't know how to change them. But God did. That's when the shoulder blew and I sat down and life around me came to a complete stop. Romans 12.2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. For me to change and renew my mind, God knew I had to be still and be quiet. Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. With my shoulder out, I got to sit alone with God at home for four months, just me and Him. That's when God began to renew my mind. Everyone would leave the house in the morning, and I was alone, just me and God. No TV, no cell phone, no interruptions, no leather orders, no outside world. I began listening to worship music all day. I began reading my Bible every day. 
I began speaking and praying to God. I began going back to church that I had stopped going to because at this time, now I wanted to. And I knew from personal experience that I needed church. I have a testimony later on the importance of attending a church and having a church family and not just saying, I love Jesus. That I love Jesus. But I don't need church. So so I'll just watch it on YouTube. But that's later. I began listening to God speak because I started to recognize his voice when he spoke. All the mutter and confusion began to clear out. That's how I finally learned to recognize and hear God's voice. The title of this message is Be Still and Be Quiet. As humans, <clears throat> as humans we pick up good good habits and bad habits. <clears throat> That's our human nature. Did you put your left or right sock on this morning like you do every morning? Did you park in the same spot that you did last week? Are you sitting in the same chair that you did? When you live a worldly life or live under the law, you live by your plan and not by God's plan. When living like that, those bad habits we pick up as humans are called addictions. One of my addictions I picked up from living a worldly life and trying to fight that evil was a dirty mouth. That dirty mouth was planted in my life before I knew Jesus and grew and grew during those years without God. For me to renew my mind, I had to change the way I speak. And I knew that. Some people say, oh, that's not much. It's just a cuss word. It doesn't compare to drinking, drugs, pornography, adultery. But a dirty mouth is an avenue for evil spirits to come into your heart and destroy anything and everything that God has not been given authority over. James 3, 6, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts, it corrupts the whole body, sets a whole course of one's life on fire and itself set on fire by hell. I was ready to renew my mind. I was ready to change and tell the whole world about Jesus. I was ready to do it all. Did you just hear what I said? I, I, 
eye and eye. This can't be done like that. It must be done as a God thing. God knew before he sent me out into this world, I had to renew my mind and grow with him more than just those four months. For us to receive forgiveness for our sins or those addictions that we pick up, we don't have to work for it. The work has already been done. It is not an I thing. It is not how much do I need to do. And it is not a work thing. It is for us to sit and rest with God and accept that the work has been done by grace. So that leads us back to the renewing of our minds. I have three points to give you this morning on renewing your mind. The first point is the most important. I know it should be the last, but on this one, it has to be the first. The first point is sit down and be quiet. We must learn how to listen and hear God and be able to recognize God's voice. When he speaks to us, God knew that I had a lot of growing to do with him. So he first sent me and my family to a healing warriors retreat at Wind River Ranch in Estes Park, Colorado. So he could begin to explain and teach me how to renew my mind. Now that I was willing to listen to him. When we were there, we listened to a story about a a missionary man in Africa. The man was told by God not to go out and preach or teach. The man was told by God to get in an airplane and fly over a tribe and start dropping gifts. So he did. He dropped the tribe food and clothing for over a year. He finally decided to land the plane and try and speak to the tribe. The man was immediately attacked and killed by the tribe. He never once said a word to the tribe about God. He just showed up with love through God by simply dropping those gifts. A few years later, his widow was able to speak to the, the tribe's chief. She explained to him who her husband was and why and what he did for them. She introduced Jesus to them and Christianity to the tribe. That tribe now is the largest Christian tribe in Africa. The missionary man never said a word. He just did what God asked him to do by listening and serving God. James 3, 1 through 2 Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. After hearing that message and reading 
James 3, I began to understand what God was, was trying to tell me, which was, you may not be on fire for, you may be on fire for me, but you are not ready to speak and teach others. I was still stumbling in, my area, in many areas of my life. I was not able to keep my tongue in check at certain times. During times of anger, during times of high-stress situations at work, during times when I was not putting God first in my life. I began to realize I needed to sit and continue to grow more with God. I realized wherever he sends me, the sheriff's office, the leather shop, or just out into the world, I don't need to say anything. I just need to show up and be quiet. James 1, 19 through 21. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce a righteous, does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, Get rid of all the moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which, which can save you. That scripture wraps all this up in a small package. To renew your mind, to get rid of bad addictions, sit down and be quiet. Listen to the wise Don't take things so personal. Get worldly things out of your life. Read the Bible and live by what you read. That's pretty simple. Point number two. When renewing your mind, show love and you will glow. After God told me, told me, after God told me to just show up and be quiet, I was still a little confused on how I was to show God to other people by just showing up and being quiet. Later that evening at that Healing Warriors retreat, we heard another story. The story was about the moon. The moon has no light in itself. It simply reflects the light of the sun. When we live without God... We are not a source of light either. Like Pastor Curtis said Sunday, this Sunday, when a man is alone without God, he will begin to listen to the devil, and the dark will continue to get darker and darker. But with God, we will reflect the light of the Son of God and start to glow. By simply showing love for Jesus, we too can be like the moon to a dark world and reflect the light of, the sun, of Jesus. It doesn't take much light to light up a dark room. You may feel like your witnessing is not doing much. By being quiet in this dark and wicked world, but light shines the brightest in, in the darkest places. 
Always remember, light shines the brightest in darkest places. Darkness will never overtake light. 1 John 4, 12 and 13. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he is in us. He has given us of his spirit. That scripture states we can't see God, but we can recognize his spirit. His spirit will shine and glow and make us glow. Remember, we're like the moon. Alone, we're dark and nothing. But with him, we will glow and people will see God in us, even if we say nothing at all. If it wasn't for... If it wasn't for Jerry Sublet over there, who did what God asked him to, and that was just to show up to my shop when I was had a very evil and rebellious soul and not say anything about why I'm not going to church, about God. We just talked about cattle or whatever. And then he'd leave. He did that for a year. Never said one thing. And then that day came that I asked him about marriage. And that's how it all changed. And there's your prime example right there. And that's how I learned from him when these other people, this isn't even in here, when these other people come that God sends to me now, that do have that rebellious soul, we're just, we're just there to listen. So, thank you, Jerry. When dealing with people God puts in front of you, you must be wise and be able to identify who and where they are with God or with the world, so you know what or what not to say. God was telling me, you had an addiction that you laid at my feet, but you still, but until you sit and grow with me more, you alone are not strong enough to speak or walk out into this wicked world. So I tell you, be still and be quiet, not even saying anything among the wicked, because your tongue can be as, still be an avenue for evil spirits. So this leads us to point three. Control your tongue, but be prepared to speak. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. B 
Bill Dubos once said, always be prepared to speak. Pastor Curtis once said, once you hear God, run with it. Do what God tells you. Be ready to speak when God calls you to. For those things to happen, you must sit and be quiet with God. And while doing that, educate yourself with the Bible daily. It gives you a word. If God gives you a word, start writing it down. Start becoming a wise man. You don't have to be 80 years old to become a wise man. The day will come when God will send you out among the wolves of this world. We want our word from God to benefit those who are needy or are ready to hear. Our tongue is like a small rudder and is very powerful. Until we have control over it and know when and how to use it, just sit and be quiet and let God's love glow through you. Our world mentality says for us to gain anything in this world, we must push forward. Or we must work, work, work. When we finish work, then we can sit. Is it wrong to have that work or push mentality? No. Pastor Curtis preached about it Sunday. That's how men are built. That's how we're built. But starting a Christian life style is totally opposite. The work has already been done by grace from Jesus. But we must learn how to accept that and sit down with Jesus. When we live without Jesus... We are living under the law. We are living on our own and by our own plan. We are living where darkness will form and continue to grow. We must realize the work has been done. All we have to do is accept it. Sit down. Be still. And be quiet. While doing that, we must educate ourselves with the Bible. We must become wise men, continue to worship and grow with God, and always be ready. So when that day comes that he does call you, the full armor of God has already been put on, and you're ready to go. Thank you. Let us pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now, and I want to pray for these men, Lord that you will show them today, even if it's 10 minutes, a time during their day that they can sit, that they can sit alone with you, Lord, that they can sit and be still and be quiet and know that you are God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.